Secrets from a Coach. Thrive and maximise your potential in the evolving workplace. Your weekly podcast with Debbie Green of Wishfish and Laura Thompson-Staveley of Phenomenal Training. Debs. Law? Ooh, Debs. God, that, that cold has certainly kicked in. Or, or am I detecting we have a different green in town? Calm. It might be. <laughs> hello, hello. How are you? Oh, I'm so looking forward to our chat on this episode. This episode is the fourth in our focus on mind over matter. I can't wait to have a conversation with you, Carl, about the impact and the influence that you've seen in your day job and your other day job in terms of mind over matter. And the topic we're going to be in conversation with is all about gratitude and the impact gratitude has on resetting our attitude. So um, bring us up to speed. Tell us, who are you? What do you do? What's your connection to the Secrets of My Coach (laughs) team? Hello. Hello, hello. So some listeners may know of me, some listeners may have never heard of me before. So the one thing that we always try to avoid, but I don't think there's any avoiding it, is I'm Debs's son. (laughs) (laughs) I am the other green family member, but I'm also a performance coach and also a professional dancer. And I've been doing both now for maybe over 10 years. (laughs) So when you've got kind of mum as the one who you've grown up with and look up to and everything. It's, you know, I'm well versed, I think, and been well trained, I guess. So, um, so yeah, I do all of that. Now, Carlos, do you think we can try and lure the listeners into some kind of vision that they can create in their own minds of how you and I met as fellow ballerinas? But I'm not sure <laughs> I'm going to be able to pull that one off. You, uh, you you, definitely are the one out of the trio of us that is the dancer. And of course, you are responsible for all the beautiful social media and all the images and the graphics and really bringing the kind of visuals to life. So we wouldn't be us without you, Carl. <laughs> I want to know what is life like as a dancer? What have you experienced in terms of your performance coach piece that you do in terms of the impact that mindset has on performance and that moment when you're waiting, you know, in Mm. the wings? So even though we might have many people listening in who have not been a dancer or have done professional dancing, we can all imagine what that aspect can feel like. So what have you seen in your experience, the impact that mind has over what we're able to do? Well, I'll tell you what I'll start with is, my God, I wish there was a podcast like this around when I was younger and first started training. So being a dancer, you are kind of just thrown into the deep end and that's it. You may have danced when you were really little, like I did. I started dancing at the age of three. I then went on and started to train professionally after doing competitions and all of that and went to college and studied dance and then I went to university and studied even more dance but nothing really can prepare you for the real world of dance where you walk into a room with a panel of maybe seven or eight people sat in front of you who you've never met before in your life who are giving nothing in the face they're just there and you're like oh okay and then you are lumbered into this room with a group or a team of people that you've never met before you've never spoken to you have no idea how each other are feeling what's going on 
and you just have to do it. But there is something in the training of all of that from a young age to now where if you do a step wrong, you go back, you learn it, you do it again. When you get on stage, all of a sudden this brand new kind of person takes over your kind of superhero alter ego, I guess. And you just go out there and you just do it. And I mean, it's not been too bad if I've been doing it professionally for <laughs> over 10 years. I think I've I've done all right. But the resilience aspect was something that I haven't learned until maybe five years ago when it comes to dance. And then getting my qualification in coaching really changed the way I looked at being a performer. And then also, how do we perform in every other aspect of our life? How's our performance in happiness? How's our performance in our well-being? And it all kind of comes into this idea of everything is a performance. <laughs> and it's who you want to be in that moment. And how are you going to be? And how do you want to feel? And all of this great stuff. So yeah, now I find myself coaching whilst doing a tap dance. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I think what's always so fascinating, Carl, from many conversations that we've then sort of had, when you can transfer wisdom from one world to another, it just means even though your day job might not be dancing for a living, as you said, there are so many transferables we can make from that world of performance, pressure, and being able to kind of focus in that moment. And when we heard last week from go-kart racing driver, Chris, about Mm. for him ultra preparation enables him that sense of calm. What would be like your top three tips that you have seen have been useful when you've worked with people who maybe are not in a dancing realm, but has helped transfer into more of a everyday kind of workplace, the nerves or that kind of mindset? What are three top tips? You know, I love things in threes. This one goes to you, Debs. (laughs) (laughs) Big shout out to Debs. Big shout Um, out. Yeah. What would be your top three tips? So my three top tips would probably be breathe is one. I know mum has always spoken about this before, but breathing is the power to to change your life if you really want it to. Believe, that self-belief, that confidence to go, I know this, I know my stuff, and I'm going to be the one to help here. And my third would be to trust your gut. That's my always my biggest one. How does it feel for you? What's your head saying? What's your heart saying? And then kind of your head and your heart combined make up what I like to think is your gut. So what's your gut instinct? (laughs) Oh, I love it. You know, I'm kind of listening to those top tips that you've just shared and just thinking how one of the things that has helped me in the years where, you know, you're waiting for your turn to talk and someone says, ah, next we have, and your whole body goes, (laughs) you know, and you know it's yours. (laughs) Which kind of leads us on to the main topic that we were going to cover about is That gratitude bit, I'm grateful I've been given this opportunity to have this audience. What is it I want them to think, feel, do as a result? And so rather than feeling like you're the kind of the victim of, oh, I've got this nervous scenario and I'm feeling all lost in it, it's the ownership of it. I'm grateful I've been given this time with these people. What is it that we need to cover? And then you almost get over yourself because you get into the requirement of the situation. So that can be the link maybe between gratitude and confidence. So what does gratitude mean to you? It's been a topic that has been asked. It's been the surprise front runner of this year so far because the links between gratitude and resilience. So let's just kind of peer under the bonnet a little bit. So what does gratitude Mm. mean to you? Where have you seen it play out in real life? 
Oh, gosh. I mean, gratitude for me is just that feeling of just being really thankful. And speaking from personal experience, during that kind of COVID time, I felt really lucky that I had been able to continue doing what I love to do. And I felt very grateful for the fact of my work is still happening during this time. It all went, of course, like everyone else on Zoom and we all did hybrid working. But even us dancers became hybrid, you know, we did classes, we did routines, we were learning choreography and then coaching. Obviously, that went hybrid as well. And I was really I felt very lucky that I wasn't lost amongst that COVID chaos, so to say. And it's really interesting, I think, talking about gratitude, because as a coach, gratitude covers well-being and it really hones in under that resilience aspect. And I know you guys talk a lot about resilience here as well. And it kind of the gratefulness really comes from actually the heart, the heart of who we are. And I think that's what makes it so special is just you've got to have heart. You've got to love what's going on for you, what's going on for other people, what's happening around you, like all of those things. I think for me, yeah, gratefulness comes from being thankful and feeling lucky of where you are. Carl, do you know what? I just had a little kind of little funny shot of a funny memory then. So you saying you converted to virtual. Do you remember you trying to teach our team blooming hip hop, Madonna's Vogue? We were trying to do Beyonce. I mean, thank God you weren't videoing it because it was just... (laughs) We got all our various family members involved. But I tell you what, it just made that scenario so much lighter and brighter. So you taught us so much about the power that music and movement has just to Mm. shift your state and kind of focus in on this. Do you want to hear some science stuff around gratitude? Oh, yes. I love this part. You're so good at this. Yes. (laughs) Well, me and your mum were getting very excited about this. So I think what's interesting about gratitude is pretty much every religion that is on the known planet as of today has some kind of gratitude or thoughtful reflection as a core sort of part of that. So for centuries, we've known that giving thanks, giving praise, taking a moment to acknowledge all that you're grateful for has been a kind of a good thing to do as a human. But what then the neuroscientists are starting to see is that it's a really good thing for our brain. So Dr. Glenn Fox how amazing is that name? <laughs> Dr. Is Glenn. Foxy? Well, I think, yeah, I think he's a he. Yeah, I think he's very foxy. Yeah. Is so, he foxy? Yeah, is he foxy? So Dr. Glenn Fox. So he was looking at what impact does gratitude have on pain relief? He had a scenario in his family where a family member had chronic pain and he was looking at, although we on a surface level know that feeling grateful for what you do can lift your mood, does it actually on a brain level help people deal with pain and that kind of stuff and turns out it does because when people are asked to think of things that they're grateful for not just list them but discuss them so you're rolling Mm. those thoughts around in your head that's creating a set of experiences and senses that basically promotes your medial prefrontal cortex there you go, Carl. So it stimulates your medial prefrontal cortex, which is actually the parts of your brain that regulate emotion and support the process of stress relief. So they can see on a scanner that when participants are asked to discuss and recall and really savour the things that they're grateful for, it creates a spike of energy in those areas that then people feel genuinely more lighter, more brighter and a bit less stress kind of after. And interestingly, it's not just listing things down, which may form like a daily 
gratitude journal or something, but it's reveling and remembering those things that you're grateful for. Even better to kind of discuss it. And it just kind of shoots off those kind of feel good kind of hormones, which can be a a really good antidote to stress. So I thought that was, uh, well, we were fascinated in that, me and your mum, just that Mm. link of, we know being grateful is one of those things you see memes all over the place, but actually on a real kind of uh, cellular level, it can make a, a difference. And the proof that it makes a difference is just think how stressed we get when we think about the things that stress us out. Oh, think how so easy true. it is to start rolling around in that stress kind of zone together. So that simple flip, and it could be just one of you in a meeting saying, so what has gone well this week? And flipping that conversation back up to just get it kind of out from the things that drain us into the things that radiate us. Yeah, I think that's really... So what you've just caught there of, you know, well, what has gone good this week is sometimes in the workplace, I think this happens for everyone. We forget. We forget to just stop and go, oh, breathe, me, top tip, breathe. And just stop, take that breath, take that moment and just think of all the things that we are grateful for in that current moment or have been grateful for or what we're grateful for for the future. And when it comes to kind of with our colleagues or place of work, surroundings, and obviously now this ability to work flexible, it's having that opportunity to really see the benefits of being grateful and taking a moment to go, well, actually, this has gone really, really well. And this has been an absolute success and we've achieved everything we've wanted to. And all of a sudden, like you said, that mood totally, totally changes. Yeah. I mean, I'm so grateful to the random trainer that was on a session that I happened to be sitting in on 20 odd years ago. And it really stuck with me. And he was saying about how it can be easy to think that you've got to be motivated before you start putting some changes in place to then feel better about your life. But he said, actually, it's it's a bit kind of arse about face, really. The kind of first step <laughs> is be grateful for what you've got take an action to progress it forward, then you get motivated. So whether that is a health goal that you've got or whether it is a um, organising your life, be Mm. grateful for the body or the busy life that you've got to then take some kind of action to then progress it. And then you get a bit of momentum going. But Mm. if you wait to feel motivated, then things just might pile on or pile up even more because you might be a long time waiting to have that buzzy feeling because you might need to kind of acknowledge things and make a bit of a change to then sort of see see the impact of that. So I think gratitude can be one of those ones, certainly how I use it purposefully now is when I know I can start to detect the uh, smell of burning martyr. Oh, I'm mm. so busy. Oh, it's all tough. I then now know I need to catch myself. Right. Sort it out. <laughs> what, what are the two things or three things that you that you are grateful for? And it can just catch you if you feel like you're starting to get into that bit of momentum. So it can be useful as a way to kind of catch you if if you feel like you're getting into a bit of a negative pattern and it can reset your attitude. And it also could be something that from a proactive point of view, maybe it's time to bring in as a bit of a bit of a daily habit or a bit bit of a kind of weekly practice. So true. Really, really true. And I think what's really interesting there, you've actually sparked a couple of thoughts for me with a few kind of clients that I've worked with and often you sometimes I know I've asked this question I love asking it where you go so what would happen if you started today with a grateful heart oh that's a good one isn't it (laughs) that's another one for the family tattoo bank there Carl you and your mum are running out of skin I think are you with the tattoos we are (laughs) Uh, just say that question again 
So what would happen if you started today with a grateful heart? Now, I can't take all creative license for this because this is a shout out to Debs again. This has actually been one of her quotes before. And I know that gratefulness is something that's really important to her as well. And we have many conversations, me and mum, both as mother and son and as also coach to coach about what's coming, what's coming up for clients, what's coming up for teams, what are we noticing, what are we seeing? And it always kind of stems back to, well, hang on, what are they grateful for? Or what are we grateful for? What have we learned? What have they learned? How is everyone's well-being after that? And I know you spoke about just then kind of your three moments where you go, right, I need to catch it, I need to alter it, and then I need to do something about it. And it just got me thinking, well, what does gratitude look like to loads of different people? How can we alter our gratitude? What can we do to be grateful? And just a few examples that I think would be really, really handy to share here. Sometimes just taking a moment to think about things in our life that we're really grateful for. The fact that, oh, I can sit and have a cup of coffee. That was lovely. Or I did really well in that meeting today. These are all real personal I'm grateful for me. I'm grateful for myself for doing that. Sometimes even just to stop, observe the beauty of something. If anyone does have Wishfish on Instagram, you'll see mum's kind of daily quotes and it's giving you a moment to stop and observe the flowers and just take a moment to admire the beauty around you and be grateful for living in a world that is so beautiful. Acknowledging the wonder of something. I know that I do this when you get up and speak when we run sessions tomorrow. I go... Oh, God, isn't she bloody brilliant? <laughs> With my ballet tutu and my, uh, my straining leotard. No, you mean, you, you mean the speaking stuff we do together, not the dancing. <laughs> <laughs> but this is a perfect example for, for me to share my, my gratitude for you. Because I'm I'm so grateful when I get to work within the team of Wishfish and the Secrets from a Coach team. I'm so grateful that I get to work with two fantastic women and plus the Wishfishers. And, oh, it's just, it's so, so amazing. And I always go, God, I'm really, really grateful that I'm working in this team. I feel very lucky. <laughs> well, we feel lucky too. We're the hardest working uh, stretched elastic on the West End at the moment. <laughs> Us, us gang. <laughs> I love this. I always think mm, the devil works hard, but secrets from a coach works harder. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes just taking that moment to just go, oh my God, thank someone for being that positive influence in your life or for giving you a positive impact in that day is so important. And the more you begin to make a habit of recognising what you are grateful for, the benefits of that are exceptional. You feel better about yourself. You feel better about the world around you. Your well-being is brought up. Your resilience to things that may slightly knock you back grows and Oh, just, yeah, being grateful is great. <laughs> yeah. And some real world benefits we've seen. So we've been working with a number of teams in all sorts of different industries, looking at creating kind of leadership networking things. And what has been amazing, Carl, is you can see these conversations popping up with people going, oh, 
oh, you're in finance team. Oh, and rather than these tasks being chucked from one organisation, part of the organisation to the other, when people then have that relationship, they then go, oh, well, thank you for doing that, actually. Now I understand why you were doing that and you were trying to do that to make our lives easier and more streamlined. I appreciate that. Thank you. What you then see is every time that person sees that name or that team in an inbox, it doesn't spark this, oh, you know, sense of anxiety. It sparks this, oh, it's them. Just this kind of softening of kind of attitudes. And and just kind of as a final bit of a wrap up, I thought this was so startling, actually, just something that Debs had sort of looked at, which is what's the opposite of gratitude? Entitlement. So if we've got everyone walking around feeling full of entitlement, then not only does that make life stressful for everyone else, because it means we just become very demanding and we we drop our (laughs) empathy, but it means if we're worrying about what we're not getting all the time, then you're missing that opportunity to be grateful for what you have. So it just creates this kind of stress mindset. And of course, we could have always been talking about this, you know, the last couple of hundred years, but there is something unique about the media story at the moment, the amount yes. of messaging and bombarding and updates. You can take one look at the news and it just feels thoroughly depressing. Mm. <laughs> so to have that almost that personal kind of counterpoint to that of actually there may be some tough times going on for people, either myself at the moment or other people close to me or somewhere else in the world. So what can I be grateful for so that I can do my bit to lift and cheer those around me because you know there's there's so much uh, tricky and negative stuff going on I either jump in and mm. carry on that or I do something that just helps balance it out and do you know what law just then you've hit the nail on the head because I know you secret summer coach loves a call to action and just there you've hit the nail bang slap on the head which is I guess my call to action is to think about what can you do to practice gratitude How do we change that negative, all that negative stuff that's buzzing around us, like you said? How can we take that all away, really focus in on our mental well-being here and go, what can I do to practice gratitude? And that is going to be my call to action to give to all the listeners is find that moment to just be grateful. And that could be for anything. Love it. And my share the secret would be, Carl, building a little bit on that, I think never underestimate just the impact that your little thank you can have over someone else's sense of well-being. And of course, you'll see it on their face, which will then create a sensation in you. So the whole thing is kind of a self positive, fulfilling kind of thing, but some daily thanks. So next time, you know, if you're in back-to-back meetings, just getting maybe a habit going of thanking people for their time, either at the start or the end of the meeting. And if that feels like a novel way to start or end meetings where you work, then it's probably going to be really appreciated. Um, (laughs) From a weekly point of view, we work with a couple of people with whom it's just become part of their standard leadership routine now on Fridays to think, who do I want to acknowledge and be grateful for? doesn't have to be anything too big it's just you know small message or a quick phone call can just end that working week really kind of you know on a bit of a high and then maybe the big thanks so as we're coming up to the end of a calendar year this is typically Mm. the thanksgiving time and um you know there might have been a couple of people for whom have been really instrumental in you've been able to achieve what you've achieved this year so just before another year whips by maybe that um habit of 
planned gratitude. <laughs> I don't know if that is yes. kind of sounds like a <laughs> bit of a contradiction in terms because it feels like it should be just a spur of the moment impulse. But if you're too busy to even stop and smell the flowers, you might need to plan to smell the flowers and kind of say thank you. So that might be a share the secret because, uh, you know, That's everyone's busy, everyone's one. caught up. It could just really um, help someone just feel a little bit more connected. Yeah. And it's things like that, isn't it? Set small goals. You've got to be accountable. Keep it going. Practice your gratitude each time. I'm actually going to finish. I'm going to share a quote with you that I think is perfect for this opportunity. Now, this is a quote by Ralph H. Blum. I hope I've said that correctly. Um, (laughs) But the quote is, there is calmness to a life lived in gratitude, a quiet joy. Oh. What a wonderful way to end the session. Oh, thank you so much, Carl. It's been beautiful having a conversation with you. You're slightly hairier than your mum, but uh, that's... (laughs) (laughs) I guess that doesn't travel so much on uh, audio. No, I guess not. (laughs) Unless you hear a rustle of my beard hair, you know. (laughs) (laughs) But, oh, it's been always a good day when there's, uh, you know, with one of the greens in town. So thank you so much, Carl. It's been lovely to be in conversation with you. Thank you very much. So this has been the final in our four-part focus, looking at gratitude resets your attitude, part of our mind over matter focus. And uh, I'm really looking forward to shifting our energy for our next month four-part focus all around energy creates energy. And this will be an ideal set of uh, episodes to listen to for anyone who's feeling maybe a little bit tired and wants to get a bit more pep in their step or is looking around them and they've got a tired team and they want to kind of help lift and shift their mood. So we'll look at some concepts around energy. So Carlos, have an amazing next week. Thank you so much. It's been, I loved our conversation. I feel very grateful. Oh, thank you. I feel very, very grateful for coming on and being able to be a part of this with you. So thank you very much. And of course, massively grateful for our Debs, who is here in spirit and will be back with us to kick off our next focus. Big hugs to you, Debs. Teamwork makes the dream work. Have a lovely week. Love you. And you. Love you. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) I've always wanted to do that. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at secretsfromacoach at aol.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And if you're a Spotify listener, give us a rating as it makes it easier for us to share the secret with others.